Hey guys, you are listening to Best Selling Brooke. My name is Brooke, and today I wanted to bring some awareness to the idea that it's never the end. We, um, myself included, will sometimes have, you know, these major meltdowns and be ready to pack up our stuff and quit whatever it is we're doing and, you know, just kind of check out on life. And I wanted to say that for one, you're not alone. And two, it's never the end. Um, I was listening to Les Brown this morning and he talks about how it's very hard to kill the human spirit. And that just got me thinking about all the times that I've sat there and allegedly given up on myself, my dreams, you know, people that I cared about, the mission in life, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, I felt like it's the end. And sometimes you need that aha moment or several of them to realize, you know, the vibration that I have been on for X amount of time, years, etc. is no longer one that I can continue with. Because, um, you know, my soul, my, my mind, they're screaming, you know, help, listen. Um, it's not the end. You just need to figure out what's going on internally so then you can start creating your reality. And one of my favorite quotes around the house um, that I have on a post-it is, all who succeed in life get off to a bad start. The turning point comes at a moment of crisis through which they are introduced to their other selves. And that just speaks to, um, you know, what are you going to do when you've fallen and you feel like you don't really know where to turn? What are you going to do when the chips are down? And I think that's the moment when you really, you know, sit with yourself, you get real and you, you start to look yourself in the mirror and think about all of the things that you could be doing to better your situation. Because the reality is you got yourself in that situation, which means that you can also get yourself out of it. Um, It just takes time. It's not going to be you know, one day, it's going to be one day at a time. And um, so just to reiterate, it's not the end. And um, just because you you might be in a period of, um, of downfall, you might be in a moment of despair, that doesn't mean that you need to do something drastic, such as, you know, end your life or quit your dreams or or any of that. I was reading Think and Grow Rich and it talks about how so many people came so close to the dream that they wanted but stopped right before that moment of success. And when you uh, are the last man standing, when you continue on with no end in sight, at some point your dream has to meet you halfway because that's how law of attraction works. So without further ado, um, we're going to get into the episode. Like, hey, I'll be paying my rent late on uh, like a week later. So since I didn't tell them, I remember when um, I was, I had worked for like work, like almost like 10 or 12 hours. And I remember I went and picked up Carter and I came home and there was like a big ass bolt on my door. Like you couldn't open up the door or anything and I was just like what the fuck so in Texas they they have certain apartment complexes um 
Well, it depends on. I think the law has been like removed now because I haven't seen that shit in years. Certain apartment complexes, and back in the day, used to be able to lock you out of your apartment for non-payment of rent. Mm-hmm. So then I'm in. Um, they used to do that in means of. Um, in order to communicate with you that's why I always communicate with everybody now I would pick up the phone and say this is when you get your money da, 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 da. but that moment I was just like I, Carter was like three at the time I remember I was like oh my god what am I about to do I remember I had um I had some money but I wasn't gonna get paid to pay my rent until like that Friday girl I went and I was crying Carter was like what's wrong mommy what's wrong I said nothing I said I'm just tired and she was just like okay I went and got a, went to Walmart, mm. went and bought, like, some baby wipes and all this, the baby wipes, and um, got Carter something to eat from McDonald's, and went and bought her outfit, um, and I remember we slept in our car. I remember I just drove around, I kept driving around till Carter fell asleep, so she wouldn't know, like, what was going on, and then when she fell asleep, I had made her, like, a little pallet, like, with my, uh, with some clothes and stuff, and, like, she was asleep, and I remember I got up super early in the morning and then I took us to my gym that I had and then we took a shower. I got her ready and I dropped her off. I remember I went and cursed out the apartment complex the next day. But, because I wasn't aware of it. But that was like my bolt of like I'm just over it. Like I remember I had just cried like I said I'm just done. I'm just about to give up and just just say fuck it all. But every single time I'd be like I'm about to completely give up and just be completely done with it something always overpowered me and it was just like I should you're stronger than this you know like why are you about to let this like completely like phase you out oh my god this traffic is insane but like why are you about to let this this completely dictate what what it is that you're doing you know so I always used to, I remember I told I remember I, um probably like a few days later after crying and not going to work because I was just done with life and I was like, you have it. you have to get up, and you have to get your shit together, and you have to keep fighting. And I've been doing that. And I remember I told myself I came to Texas with a purpose. I came to Texas in order to not only establish myself, however, but to start my business. I came out here to like own property and to make a name for myself. That was my whole entire reason of getting up and leaving, like Houston. I mean, leaving Chicago, and. I just wanted more for myself than what I had been surrounded by. I just, every, ever since I was a kid, I always knew that there was just more. Like, I was just like, this is, this cannot be what life is. This cannot be. Because I used to see people on TV. I kid you not. Every single day, I used to get mad at my mom when she used to tell me we had no money. Mad at her. And I remember she used to tell us, like, and I remember she had embedded in my mind, if you want anything in life, you have to work um, hard and you have to struggle. Like, she embedded that in my, yes, my mother. She had it in the struggle. Yes. She said, you have to struggle and work hard for every penny you get, every dollar that you earn. And I remember I was just like, that ain't right. I kid you not. I call my mom right now. And I used to tell my mom, I used to write notes to my mom and leave them under her bed. Like, Carter, write them <laughs> notes, leave them under her pillow, and write, leave them on her bed. Like, when I'm 25, I'm going to have a maid. I'm going to pay for all this stuff. I'm going to be rich. I used to tell my mom, like, I'm going to be rich. I am going to have a mansion. I'm going to travel the world. And she used to laugh at me. She used to purely laugh at me. And she was like, ain't nobody rich in this family. And I was just like, I said, I remember I told her, I said, I'm about to be the first one. And she thought I was crazy. 
Okay. I'm like, oh, she thought I was crazy. Like, she thought I was insane. And I literally wrote a note to her every day from when I was at the age of, for almost a year straight. And my mom, I remember the day of my 25th birthday, my mom was like, where's my mansion? <laughs> I thought she was going to be rich. <laughs> I was just like, I said, it's still coming, coming at 30. It's coming at 30, shawty. Like, she didn't even know what I'm trying to do. See, mine, so I had several, like, my life is over moments. Oh, girl. Yes. Several. And the two that stick out in my mind, one of them I'm not really ready to talk about yet. Yeah. Because I will say I remember sitting where I was sitting and thinking, you know, one of two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to die or the police are going to come get me and I'm going to have a baby in jail. And then I started really like after that whole that night and then like walking home to where I lived at the time, I thought about my life and it was like this, this ain't it. I don't know what this is, but it definitely ain't it. And, um, and then fast forward, uh, to when I was living in California and, um, some stuff had happened and the, um, the house was empty and I didn't know what to do because I had never been in one of those situations before. Right. And my house was a mess. Um, and I remember just sitting there looking at the mess and falling out like a three-year-old child, just falling out. Was that when you, when you switched and changed like how organized and clean you were? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the crazy part is, is I wasn't the messy one. And so I lived with someone who was and something snapped and I was like, I can't do this. Like I was already very neat, but it, it was like, you got to go because clearly you are not supposed to be here and I need to get all this in order. And, um, yeah, your mom had told me that as a kid, you were messy. She was like, but then you slowly start transitioning into like being neat. And she said, and then something just snapped in you and you became super clean. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I remember that holiday being alone, which was it? Um, Christmas. Christmas yeah. Mm-hmm. Being alone. Um, somewhat alone. So, the kids were gone. He was gone. And the tree was up. Mm. And I just remember thinking, like, this is not what I wanted. You know? Yeah. Um, I set out to have all these things. And this is not what I wanted at all. And I cried by the Christmas tree for a good little minute. Mm. And... You know, I I thought, I'm going to just leave. I'm going to go. I'm done. I'm packing up my stuff, figuratively speaking. And I'm going to go. Over it, yeah. And then I started to think about, you know, the questions that I had as a kid. 
well, why didn't they want me? And where are they? And um, not my parents, but, you know, my specific situation. Right. Um, what, what happened? You know, where did they go? Why wasn't I important enough? And I think that is why I stuck it out. Um, to the best of my abilities, because obviously, I mean, I wasn't perfect, but what I, what I wanted for them is kind of what snapped me back into reality. Mm. Even though I knew that I couldn't quite give it to them, Mm. I knew that, well, I mean, what was I going to do? Kill myself? No, that wasn't. I mean, yes, you think about those things, yeah. you know. I never, yeah, I, I know exactly what you like, mean. Like, yeah. I would be in the car and think about just, like, running a red light and hoping somebody killed me. That is so or crazy. Or I, I would be, be like, too. in, so there's parts of California where, like, um, in the Inland Empire, where there's, like, a mountain area. And so I would be driving through that and something, like, my mind would just go to a place where it was, like, drive off the road. And obviously I never did it. So, you know, it would contrast. So I would have moments where it was like drive off the road, but then it was like, girl, come on now. Like, are you really going to do this? Because all these people love you. It was never about me loving myself. It Mm. was all these people care about you. You got stuff to do. You have kids to raise. Like you have things that need to be taken care of. And, um, I don't even know what, what sparked this Les Brown talking about, um, uh, killing the human spirit that's what it was but um it's crazy how many times you will sit there and have this i'm just gonna fall out and be done moment and then pull it back together girl (laughs) like and you so you'll have a like i've had conversations with my mom where i'm like no i'm done i'm out i'm packing up my shit (laughs) i'm out and she'll just listen to me and be like okay Me knowing your mom now, I can totally see how that conversation went. And she'll just like, especially if I'm in person with her, she'll just like pet me and she'll be like, okay. (laughs) And so recently I did this because um, there was something in particular that just, I couldn't wrap my mind around. Yeah. And it was one of those experiences where it was like, why? 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 Yeah. Why would you bring me this thing and then I can't have it? Right. And then I I remember I was, so this was like a two, no, this is like a three part thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, it was a moment like in my life where I was dealing with, um, self-love a lot. Mm -hmm. And so it was after I had met my person and we weren't really talking like that. And so... I remember just being down and out and it was like, why is everybody else having what I have? And I would just like fall out. What I'm saying, I would be in the car, curled up in a ball, like the ugly, ugly tears were out. And then I would just snap back too. Like, oh. You sound like me. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, and this was like off and on. So there was one time when I was in the kitchen and my best friend had come home and she asked me if I was okay. And when I tell you, I fell out in the kitchen. Like, I'm on the ground crying. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time. Right. But I was, like, crying like a baby because 
no one had asked me if I was okay, first of all. Mm. And second of all, it was like, no, no, I'm not okay. Like, and I wasn't even acknowledging that I wasn't okay. Yeah. So then, um, there was another time and I don't remember exactly where I was coming from, but I, I was walking in the house and I was listening to some sappy music, like just sad, sad music. Girl. And I got to the room and I just fell out and I cried like somebody had died. And my friends were just laying over me, patting me, trying to figure out. They were looking at each other like, what's going on? And I mean, it was pitch black. And then all of a sudden I just snapped too. Like, okay, I'm about to go do this now. <laughs> just oh, looked yeah. at me like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, I, I get it. Trust me, I get it. Like, I just, and now, so now it doesn't really happen like that. And I think that's a testament to how much you've grown. Yeah. 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 Because I'll be out here balling and you just be like, ain't, we no gonna, problem. ain't no problem. What are we going to do about this? You going to fix it or, or not? Nah? Or you're going to keep crying about it. So it's just like, it, I've identified that. Like, I'm like, a lot of people, when they cry, you know, every single time when I've, I've cried or I've been upset or frustrated about where I am in life, I used to be like, why? 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 Like, would you say, why? But then I would realize, hey, I was a person who put myself here. Mm-hmm. I allowed it. Mm-hmm. I allowed my mental to be here. But, girl, like, for me, I've never had a friendship where I can like truly like lean on somebody. I was a person, I was a strong friend. You know, I was a person where everyone was like, oh, we ain't gotta worry about Asha because we know she's straight. Even now everyone like does that. Oh, I, I know you're fine. But I'm like, no. You are fine. I I am fine. I'm I know I'm fine, but I'm talking about just in general. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like, oh we know Asha'll always be okay, but no one ever used to check on me. Or when I used to cry, I would have to call somebody. No one used to always ask me if I was okay. No one. Relatable. So I would literally call, and I would just start bursting out in tears to anybody who listen. And it was just like, and I'm like, and people, oh my gosh, like, are you are you okay? And, it's, and you realize you wanted to listen to you. Yes. Okay. Now I realize that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to speak out loud when I realized I could have did that at home to myself and just boohoo cried but I've done that like over the years but it's always been about when I when I my when I went through like my whole self-love journey I've realized hey again that I was the cause of a lot of the issues that I was having and that it was all about changing how I I simply felt Mm -hmm. you know it's just all about feeling it really is people would look at me crazy so I would be having these meltdowns this is why I would say I would snap back to so I would have these meltdowns take out a piece of paper and write out all the reasons why I'm having a meltdown like and I would just be spitting out wild stuff that like I hadn't thought about in years but it popped up in my head so Mm. I wrote it down and then like as I was writing it down I would figure out the root of the problem but it would be based on whatever set me off so it wouldn't be like just something random so like let's say you know you and I get into an argument yeah and you tell me um you know something that relates to my childhood well most people focus on the comment that came from the friend they don't focus on why it is that that comment triggered you Mm. yeah I might curse you out 
but then I'm going to go sit by myself, probably cry some more, and think about why it is that that bothered me so much. Because if I get to the root of the problem, then I no longer have to feel that ever again. Even if you said that to me again, I'd probably just stop talking to you. I wouldn't engage you like that. When people sit there and get in an argument and they keep on going and keep on going, it's because you're not realizing that you're being triggered. You cannot trigger people if you get to the root of the problem. Mm. So I, wherever I was, take out a piece of paper and just get to writing. People look at me like, what <laughs> is she doing? What is she doing? <laughs> because I, I can't be the only one in my brain. And so it, it's kind of like my own version of therapy. I don't need someone else trying to figure it out with me, like navigating through my brain. I need to sit down and write out what is going on in there so that that piece of paper can be a reflection of what I need to work on you know so I don't need someone else to be that reflection I did it myself with a piece of paper man yeah that is awesome I got that from um Tammy she yeah so she started me on that and was like it's like sheet work and so you will whatever is happening in that moment um because remember I told you the first seven years of your life is the way that you live 90% of your adult life. And so because that is true, that led me to believe that if I go back and unravel all the stuff that happened in the first seven years of my life, I will no longer have to deal with the things that I'm dealing with in my adult life. And so I was like, okay. So I took that and then I took what she told me about doing sheet work, writing stuff down when you have, you know, a situation like for me, it was my mom. That was like my thing because we just weren't seeing eye to eye and I knew deep down I wanted to have a better relationship with her, but I couldn't figure out how to get there. Mm. And so my mom would say stuff or do stuff. And so I had to start writing down like, why is this bothering me? What's going on here? Um, Relationships. That was another big thing for me, like romantic relationships. I couldn't figure out why I was continuously running into the same people and that, that because I would run into those same people. I would have those fallout moments Mm. and it was like why is this happening to me why can't I just have what I want I'm gonna just keel over and die like (laughs) and and maybe come back and try again in another lifetime and then eventually it was like you know what you need to be proactive and figure out what's actually going on here um and so through doing that like the meltdowns became less and less to the point where I don't have to sit down and write it down now I can do all of that work in my head So most often, you know, stuff will happen, whether it be conversations I don't appreciate or, you know, arguments or altercations. And I won't say anything because, I mean, I might, stuff might trickle out, but eventually I will reel it back in and go and sit by myself and think about why that bothered me and how I need to address it so that I can never have to deal with that again. That makes sense. sense. That's what that whole meltdown thing is about, people don't address the thing and so the the thing keeps happening that makes sense that makes total sense all these little minions are on their way to to work it is like yeah 95% no 99% of the world mm-hmm. we're a part of the 1% this is like I mean, you got one foot in, one foot out. But anyway, so thank you for listening to today's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
If you have any questions or feedback, please be sure to send it my way. And I look forward to the next episode. Thanks for listening.